Hey friends, welcome to the season four finale of 1000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark, and I'm so glad you're here today, because with this episode we'll be winding up this series, walking through my new book and album, Only the Lover Sings. We've been going through the songs in order, and meeting the writers who contributed essays for the book. Each writer picked a song to respond to. And then, those essays were edited together uh, by our wonderful editor, Elizabeth Adams, into this book that accompanies the album. And the album and the book both have the same name, Only the Lover Sings. So you can get the book on Amazon, and the songs are all uh, on Spotify, and wherever you listen to streaming music online, you can listen to them. Um, But one more thing that you might not realize, and that is that Only the Lover Sings is just the first installment in a trilogy of books and a trilogy of albums that'll be coming out over the next couple of years. So once I get back from touring this fall, I'll dig into finishing the second album and the second book called A Tale of Two Trees, and that'll be releasing May 2023. So if you want to stay up to date on all of that stuff, Uh, please stop by my website, matthewclark.net, and sign up for my mailing list. Meanwhile, this week, I'm glad to introduce you to the last of our merry crew of essayists for book one uh, of what's called the Well Trilogy. I want to introduce you to my friend Rex Bradshaw. And Rex chose the last song on the album called Meet Me at the Well, and he wrote a wonderful essay called The Digger's Tale. And he'll be reading an excerpt from that for us in just a minute. Every thirst we've cursed Is leading to a spring Our maps misplaced Like every human ache Awoken in our broken hearts Is grace Tracing So this last song, Meet Me at the Well, has one of my favorite lines in it. It goes like this. It says, The day I saw you seeing me, that was the first time I could see the truth, that I was loved completely. I feel a new song coming on. I feel my lost heart coming home. Oh, let the whole world come and drink and sing the song of the redeemed. So, if this album as a whole is about a lover, the woman at the well, learning to sing a new song, then this is the song that she sings. She has seen something in Jesus, a certain light of belovedness in his face, and that changes everything for her. He has faced her with astonishing love, and that has given her the strength to face her own brokenness with 
a newborn hope uh, as she is companioned by Jesus. And then she goes from that well singing a new song. As Heidi White pointed out in her essay, she is renamed St. Fotini. And then she's even called the first evangelist. Why? Well, because she goes from there singing, saying, Come meet this man. What man? Well, the man who met me in my darkest places with the impossible light of belovedness. We're always digging wells, but we end up down there at the bottom of those wells, drowning in darkness. Or maybe somebody throws us down a well. Or maybe a bit of both. And Jesus comes looking for us. He's always looking for us. Whether we know it or not, whether we believe it or not. His face is turned towards us in love. There is no question about that. The real work on our part is turning to face Him and learning to receive His love and then to enter into His beautiful life. He leaps down into our pits of despair and ascending lifts us out and up into the divine life of the Holy Trinity. And if that sounds lofty, it is lofty. But that's what we were actually made for, to be with and to be like Christ. The great creator king, the everlasting man, the redeemer of all this vast cosmos that came into being through him in the first place. So the Samaritan woman, once she sees Jesus seeing her, she knows that she is his beloved. That after six failed attempts at love, she has finally been offered a proposal of marriage by husband number seven, a seventh and final Sabbath spouse, in whom she can finally find the rest that has so long, so torturously escaped her. But here's the thing. She is us. She's a picture of humanity herself. Every man and woman Jesus came to redeem and unite to himself for eternity. All of humanity is like that Samaritan woman, a foreigner to the family of God, exhausted, ashamed, cast out, traumatized, abused, and self-deceived with no prospects. A woman cast like Joseph into a dried-up cistern whose best hope of survival is getting picked up by passing slave traffickers. But, like Joseph, she couldn't have imagined what was possible. She couldn't have imagined that in spite of all appearances, God was moving towards her in love to redeem and to bring about new life. And not just new life for her, but life for those who might hear her voice as it burst forth in a new, impossibly good song. So now I'd like to introduce you to my friend Rex Bradshaw, who chose this song for his essay. 
Rex Bradshaw lives with his wife and daughter in Mississippi, where he's a member of St. Stephen's Anglican Church. He teaches economics and geography at Jackson Academy, and he's at work on several literary projects, and he writes occasional essays on theology and education. Uh, Rex is actually a friend of mine. He lives here in town. He's a teacher at a school where another good friend of mine, Sarah Bannerman, teaches English. And nearly three years ago now, we started a little writing group um, modeled after J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis's writing group, The Inklings. And we named our group The Draftlings uh, for two reasons. Because we share drafts of works in progress for feedback. And we like, occasionally, like our namesake group, to enjoy a mug of beer while we're at it. So it's been such a good thing to meet and help each other sharpen our work and just to stay encouraged to, to keep at it in the first place. And Rex has been one of the uh, most consistent members of that group. Um, he's also been one of the most prolific. This guy writes like crazy. He's a brilliant poet, teacher, essayist, storyteller. And if he recommends a book to me, I don't hesitate. I just buy it and I read it. Um, on top of that, he gives thoughtful, gracious feedback. So it's been really wonderful to get to know him the last while. So I was very excited when he agreed to be a part of Only the Lover Sings. And I love the essay that he wrote. So please welcome my friend Rex Bradshaw as he reads for us an excerpt from his essay responding to the song Meet Me at the Well, entitled The Digger's Tale. Sooner or later, the contradictions of a life of pleasure dawn on us. Even as we wallow in self-indulgence, we are all the more prey to tedium, doubt, and insecurity. The void does not fill, and we realize that multiplication of finite goods gets us no closer to infinity. So we strive for prudence and moderation. We listen to the sages and experts who tell us to simplify our lives, to read good books, to build good habits, to nurture relationships, to put God first. Perhaps we even perceive that what we really long for is not phantom pleasure, but communion, a sharing of life. We are not atoms, after all, but persons whose reality is relationship. That is the self that must be fulfilled, which cannot happen by exiling ourselves to islands of amusement or self-satisfaction. We continue to dig, though now we dig for something else, something better. But something is wrong. Our lives are obstinately complicated. Our books grant us only momentary escape. Our habits do not last. Our relationships are spoiled by selfishness, and God is silent. A hollowness yawns behind the self we act out. And what if others behind their masks are just as impoverished and grasping? Their gestures toward us must be as empty and self-serving as our gestures toward them. And God? Perhaps God has been one of those phantoms of the lower self, a ghost of the imagination. God seems so small and inadequate now, a contrivance of our own selfish need. On inspection, we find little to suggest a chaotic universe cares for us. This moment in which we raise our eyes from our excavations and blink under the sky is a critical one. 
but the prospect is frightening. In the absence of face, the communication of a vital interior, the world is just surface, and the very idea of communion is meaningless. We approach the uncomfortable question, what if there is no real treasure down there? Most of us would prefer to shut down this line of thought before we strike the rock of nihilism. And sometimes, as we dig about with clearer vision but dimmer purpose, we turn up moments that pierce our weary hearts. We fall in love. We see oak leaves rippling in late afternoon sunlight. We hear the laughter of our children. Something, or someone, appears to be reaching out toward us. The boundary line between our heart and the world grows hazy. But when the touch of beauty passes, it leaves a wound that exposes the disorder and ugliness within. We are still hard and proud and addicted to our own desires. We look back over our lives, all the half-finished holes filled with stagnant water, and if we do not deceive ourselves, it is a depressing sight. We spy the familiar old well of religion. Perhaps we have tasted its water before. Some of us may recall the bitter sulfuric odor of the family tap, the taint of intolerance or abuse. In any case, it did not sate us, and we grew thirsty again. There is no treasure to be found here, just water and darkness. But the traveler stops nearby. Thanks so much, Rex, for being a part of this project and for sharing a little bit of your essay with us today. To read the rest of Rex's essay, you can hop on Amazon today and order yourself a copy of Only the Lover Sings. And of course, you can listen to the song he was responding to along with the rest of the album on Spotify or wherever you stream music online. By the way, if you do use streaming music, or excuse me, if you don't use streaming music, just email me. I'd be happy to get you an MP3 download of the album. One quick thing. The only way I'm able to keep making music, books, podcasts, and so forth, uh, is because of this little group of faithful patrons who've partnered with me to support this work. So if these songs, this book, or this podcast is at all an encouragement to you, please consider becoming a part of my team of patron partners with a one-time donation or you can set up a a monthly giving schedule. Uh, And I also would really appreciate your prayers. So thank you for considering that. You can find out more on my website, matthewclark.net slash partner. To close us out today, I'd like to just read the lyrics to the last song for us, and then close out season four with a short prayer. So here is Meet Me at the Well. Every thirst that we have cursed is leading to a spring our maps misplaced. Like every human ache awoken in our broken hearts is grace tracing through the places we have dug in desperate thirst to lead us to the well who comes to meet us at our worst. Oh, come, come and meet me at the well. 
If you've tried your hand at love and failed, come. Come meet me at the well. Come drink the living water and be healed. Come be healed. In the face of Christ, there is a light revealing our disease. But the Lord of Peace has come to see the prisoners released. So pour upon this cracked earth living water, Lord, and shape from willing clay a living bride revived before your face. The day I saw you seeing me, that was the first time I could see the truth, that I was loved completely. I feel a new song coming on. I feel my lost heart coming home. Oh, let the whole world come drink and sing the song of the redeemed. Oh, come. Come and meet me at the well. If you've tried your hand at love and failed, come. Come and meet me at the well. Come drink the living water and be healed. Come be healed. Come behold. Come, beloved. Come be held. Come be whole. Come, be healed. And like I said, just to close out this season and this series as we've been going through these songs and essays, I'd love just to close us with a prayer. So, please pray with me. Oh God, you have made the light of the knowledge of the glory of God to shine upon us in the face of Jesus Christ. You have turned towards us with a love we never could have dreamed of, an offer of life-giving union with you that we thought was lost forever. You've met us in the most traumatized, sad, hopeless places imaginable, and you've shown us a way through them because you've joined us in them. We thought our story was over, that miserable ever after was the best we could hope for. But you have exploded past our dead ends, writing new songs where our screams of sorrow had died away into silence, and writing new stories where our books had been burned beyond recognition and discarded in the ash heap. You are doing impossible things, beautiful things. Still, we are so wounded that it's hard to keep eye contact with you because we've believed so many lies about you and about ourselves. But you assure us of your love again and again, and so we say yes to you again and again, beloved Redeemer. Your love endures forever. And so we say the words that you have given us in your word, that we might own them for ourselves, saying, I am my beloved's, and he is mine. Amen. Okay, friends, that's all for this week, and that's all for this year, which is crazy. I will see you again in January 2023. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the year. Hopefully I'll see some of you somewhere this fall while I'm out playing house concerts. That would be awesome. 
Uh, meanwhile, don't be a stranger. Feel free to touch base on Instagram, email, or Facebook. And I do hope that you will continue to enjoy this book and this album, um, that you will share it with your friends. And if you would, leave a review on Amazon. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I will see you next year on 1,000 Words. Come be home, come be home.